We are going to explore the Parshish Matis Masei. What is their significance? What is their connection to Ben Hamitzarim, to the three weeks? What is the connection to the fact that when Matis Masi are together, very often Pinchas and sometimes even Bolok are part of the three weeks, how they all uh, fuse together to teach us a very powerful lesson about the journey through Golas. Shengeret Filmol, in the beginning of this Sikha, the first few Oseas, first few Seifim, the Rebbe establishes certain uh, fundamentals that uh, we may know from other Sikhas, but are very important to know and understand uh, as we are going to learn these Sikhas, these, uh, these Inyanim. It's been discussed many times that which the Shalot teaches as the Parshis that the Parshis are connected not just to the, uh, the, their own message but whatever is going on during that, during that time of the year is connected to the Parsha. We move on, it's understood. Similarly, with regards to the parashiyas of Matis Masai, when they are always read and learned in the three weeks between Shiva Asr Batamuz and Tisha B'Av, the three weeks of mourning for the destruction of the Beis Amigdash, they have a very unique connection to the theme of Bein Amitzarim of these three weeks. So, first and foremost, we have to understand what's the connection. The Pashtun on a very basic, uh, uh, superficial level, we see the connection between Matis Masi and Bein HaMetzarim in a number of ways. Number one, in Parshas Matis, the Mount Mesha Dibne Godu Bne Ruven, the Mechetam Raglim. In Parshas Matis, the Bne Godu Bne Ruven, the tribes of God and Uven, come to Mesha Rabbeinu and they say, We want to stay on this side of the Yardin and settle here and not go into Eretz Israel. And Mesha says, Don't you remember what happened just a few short years ago when the Miraglim tried the same thing? So Mesha reminds them of the sin of the Miraglim. So the Velchen, the Yidens, and if I believe in the Nidbar Mamishana, for which the Yidden were detained in the Midbar for 40 years. Which is similar to the fact that we are held back, that we are detained in Golos. Which Golos began in Bein HaMetzarim. It began between Shiva Asr, Betamaz, and Tishabav when the Beis Mikdash was, was destroyed and ultimately the beginning of Golos. So that's number one. Number two, an unfind from Masay, but it's still in the Masois. But we are zogged in Madrish. Parshas Masi speaks about the journeys of the Yidden through the, the desert, which, as the Medrash says, why is the Pasuk repeating all of these places? Because Hashem says to Moshe, list for them, remind them all the places where they angered me. Which is the Siba from Ben HaMetzarim and Golos. The fact that Yidden made Hashem upset is what ultimately caused Golos and Ben HaMetzarim. Unvited in the Sedra, the third item, also in Parshas Masli discusses Ari Miklot. The Rinyan Gagolos was come to live Herig Nefesh Bishgaga, which when someone kills someone, not in a deliberate fashion, he himself has to go to Golos, to exile to the city of, uh, of to the cities of the Ari Miklot. So we see from over here the connection between Golos and Parshas Masai. To go a little bit deeper, the Shalah explains the Shalah, who is the one who says the Parshas of Ma, uh, the Parshas have a connection to the time of the year. So he explains Matis Masai. 
you have ideas in Parshas Matis that are discussed about the the idea of making a promise, which Chazal tell us the Yechamash It's enough that which Teda prohibited. You shouldn't have to take upon yourself additional prohibitions, and that is why a person that makes a neder has to bring a carbon. So this has this has a spiritual effect on the person. And if a person does ritzicha, uh, commits murder, even not deliberately, which is what discussed in Parashas Masay, this is something that affects the body. These are the things, the, the pagam, the defect in the neshama, the defect in the guf, caused the destruction of the batimikdash. As the Shalom explains at length. So, we, so right away, we see in the Parshish certain points of connection to Beinah Mitzarim. As the Shaykhs from the Parshish to Beinah Mitzarim is not in the Minyan HaGolos, but is in the Zemirumus. But the Rebbe adds that not only is there a connection because they, they represent the idea of Golos, there must be that in these parshias there is also a, an allusion to the koyach that we have, the strength that we are given to overcome these challenges and go out of galus. And this can be explained as well. Just like it is, according to Allah, that all uh, types of avelis that have to be observed morning, that has to be observed during the three, three weeks, do not apply on Shabbos. You're not allowed to be sad on Shabbos. As a matter of fact, it's a mitzvah to enjoy Shabbos, etc. So we see that Shabbos is a, is, is a thing, is something that is not affected by the Bein HaMetzarim. This is actually in reality. Then a, a Yid who is observing Teiro Mitzvah, who is observing Halacha, when it comes Shabbos, Shabbos is not affected by the fact that it's the middle of the three weeks. How much more so on a deeper level? Tzemachsedek explains that the Shabbosis of the three weeks are the same idea as the fact that the Ebishter prefaces the, the cure before the, the, before the illness. The Shabbosis are the, are the cure to the events of Ben Amitzarim. So similarly, it's understood. With regard to the parshies that are being read during this time, since Tzion will be redeemed with Mishpat. Literally, Mishpat means law. And her captives will be redeemed through tzedakah. Over here, Mishpah refers to Teda. That scene will be redeemed through Teda. Is move on as the parshias at Teda was melein to melein in them is man. So certainly the parshias, not only the Shabbos itself. That Shabbos, because it's it's not a time of, of, of sadness. It's a refuah to the makra. It's a cure to the to, to the illness. But certainly the parshias, the Teda that's being read and learned during these Shabbosos. How much more so that they are an Indian of Maktim Refuel Lamaka, a cure to the illness. So they're Makim from Golos to the disease of Golos. Which means that the Parshias must serve as a lesson, as an instruction of, and give the strength for what has to be done during Beit 
during the three weeks, which brings about the fact that these days will be transformed into, into joyous days and into Yomim Tevim. So, number one, we see some very basic connections between these parshiyas and Ben Hamitzarim. It must mean that it's not only into, to, to Golos, but also in the parshiyas we're going to find something that helps us get out of Golos. And the way we see this is because since the Shabbosis themselves are already uh, a, a refuah lamaka, certainly the parshiyas that are being read during these weeks are certainly a refuah lamaka. We just didn't yet learn how. Oh. In Sif Beis, the Rebbe is going to introduce the idea of, of why these uh, these parshias help us through Bein um, Hamitzarim, especially since they're mechubarays, especially since also Pinchas is in the three weeks. Since all the parts of Teira are 100% precise, and we learn this out, if in worldly matters, as the Balshantav teaches, that even if a leaf falls off a tree, there's already Ashach Pratis, there's individual divine providence on that specific event. Certainly, the, the details of Teira are certainly precise. So, if, if as it is this year, where these two parashis are combined, so not only are Matis and Masi individual a lesson to how to survive and overcome the, the time of the Ben Hamitzarim, but as they are combined, there is an extra Nesinus Kayach. Let's see it on a basic level. In the Yorim and Matis and Masi is an Nifrodis, wherein in the Ben Hamitzarim Gelent and Gelent blaze dry sadness. If Matis and Masi are separated, they each have their own week, then during the three weeks we read three parshias: Matos, Masay, and Dvarim. Shasam or Matos or Masay, Zarim Mechubaris. But when they're combined, come to in the Ben Hametzarim Vach and Nachaparsha in Teira Parshas Pinchas. Then we have to read another parsha, Pinchas, because they have Pinchas like we have this year. The, uh, the 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 first week, the first Shabbos of the three weeks, we read Pinchas. The second is. Uh, and the third is so you have four parshas. And in certain kviyasin, certain uh, uh, calendars, like in the year this sikhu was printed, you also read parshas balak. Sometimes you have a nidcha. Shivas is on Shabbos and you fast on Sunday. That Shivas is balak. Then the next Shabbos is Pinchas, the next Shabbos is Matis Masay, and the next Shabbos, which is Tisha B'Av, Nidcha, is, is Dvarim. So then you have five Parshias that are being read in three weeks. And since we see that in this time, because the, the, the amount of Teda being learned is increased, so if there's more Teda, then there must be that there's more healing for the issues of Ben it's also obvious, it's not just about the quantity, that because you're learning more Torah during this time, this is part of the cure. But also from the fact that you're combining the messages of Matis and Masai, because they are inherently connected to Ben HaMetzorim. And then when you bring them together, they are even more connected. So not only is it, is it a, quality, is a quantitative increase in Torah, but, but also the very messages of these parashiyas 
help us overcome and cure the issues of the three weeks. In Sif Gimel, the Rebbe establishes something that we've learned in the past as well. And that is, when you have two parshas that are combined, they become one parsha. It's not like it's two separate parshas, one's read in the morning, one's read in the afternoon, but they become, into, they, they, they are transformed into one parsha. I mean, that's why staying back to my beard, we'll understand this by first introducing the explanation. The fact that in certain weeks you have two combined sadris. doesn't mean that it's one Shabbos with two sadris. Nor they are combined to become one sadr. As it is evident from the fact, we don't read each Saturday separately at different time time uh, uh, intervals in Shabbos. Nochmer, Shas Malenze Tzazamen, additionally, when they are read and they're read together, is the Chalukas Akriya of Shiva Kruim, the fact that we divide it into seven aliyahs, in Chalukas Aparashus, similarly, when they are divided into seven sections to, learn, to be learned in Chitas during the seven days of the week, it's also not in a way where the division between them is obvious. To have four sections in one and three in the other. Rather, the fourth aliyah contains the beginning, the end of the first sedra, and the and the beginning of the second sedra. And then when we make the brachas before and after, they are made on one section that contains parts of both sedras. Since inherently they are two separate sedras, the Kamashan was added for others, as we see that in some weeks they're actually read separately on two different Shabbosays. We should have made a clearer separation between the two. Even if they're combined, we should at least identify that they're two separate sedris. However, this itself is the evidence. As when the parishes that when these two parishes are connected, they become one sedris. Even though each has its own theme, its own message. Because the Torah is divided into 53 uh, sections, sedris, each one with its own theme. Uh, 53 is the gematria of Gan, which means garden. But if in a year that they are being read at the same and together combined, Venons in his Chabad all same parsha. Even though they have two separate themes, but on a week, on a year where they're together, they're together, they become one thing. So we have to understand. Seemingly, there's no open connection, no clear connection between Matis and Masi. In other words, you have other parshas. Both parshas are about. Uh, the building of the Mishkan. Or you have Tazriya Umitzayra. Both are about Tuma and Tara. Even Achrame Sukhdashim. Both have about relationships and holy relationships. So you see that there's a connection between the two. Other parshas, like we just mentioned, have a connection between them. 
Parshus Matas Redak in the Tzivuyim Umeroyz was an angugzak geboren ufargekumen by Meshev Shnasa Arboyim from the Yarden when Eden and Gunin Midbar. Parshus Matas is taking place at the end of the forty years, at the very end of the Eden being in the desert right before they go into Eretz Yisrael. Speaking Parshus Masay, but Meshev Tzachamit Masay bin Yisrael is a but Masay, which is discussing the journeys of the Eden, is a main sachako bin Gedi Masoyis is like almost like a summary of all of their journeys. Ungevisim Umeroyz shubem certain events that happen at these particular stops for the Svarim Shmeis Vayikra Midbar. Which covers the span of 40 years in the Midbar. They're not even happening next to each other. Besides the fact that their themes aren't the same, they don't even happen next to each other. It's not like this one happened right after this. They both happen at the very, very end of Moshe's life. But Matis and Masai, Matis is happening at the end of the 40 years. Masai is actually covering the whole gamut, the whole span of, of from the going out of Mitzrayim all the way till the very end. So, what really is the connection between Matis and Masay? So we established that Matis and Masay become one parsha, one sedra, in a sense. And we're asking, what does that mean? What's the connection between them? And now in Sif Dalid and on, the Rebbe is going to, is going to explain the connection of Matis and Masay. How they, the, the theme they each represent, how they complement one another when they are mechubores. And through that we'll understand how Matis and Masay help us through Bein HaMetzarim. It's been discussed many times on the, on the basis of the teaching of the Balshemtiv. That anything that has a name in Lashon Kedush is their chayis von der zach was trok dem nomen und is meramis This name is actually the vitality, the godly vitality that gives it life. Whatever, whatever the name is, that is, those letters consist of the life force that is giving this thing life. Uh, so based on that, we've discussed, as Alderach says, B'Shem HaSadris, the same thing applies to the names of the Sadris. That the, that the inner message of the Sadra is expressed in its name. That the theme of Matis is alluded to in the name Matis. When Azeich Benegia Parshas Masai, similarly Masai represents or alludes to the theme of the Parsha. The Asbarim in them, let's 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 explain this. We find two two descriptions that describe the Yidden as Shvatim. Shvatim, obviously. Un Matis, both being tribes. The difference, how does it, how, what is it saying about Yidin, will be understood by understanding their significance in the metaphor. In Pashtus. Shevet is a zweig, was is noch weich. Shevet refers to a branch that is still soft. Shenke Mate is a stecken, was is hart und stark. Mate is a stick that already became hard and stiff. Strong. When the time is the one to shave vision say, what's the reason why one is soft and one is hard? Shevet refers to the branch as it still has juice. It's still uh, taking life from the tree. Sometimes it's even actually connected to the tree. And therefore the branch is soft and fresh. And, and it's pliable. Mate is a stick. It was a branch that basically was severed from the tree and it lost the yinike, lost the juice from the tree and therefore it gets hardened and it becomes stiff. Therefore it is hard 
and strong. So that's the metaphor. Shevet is the soft branch, the connected branch. Mata is the severed branch and the hard branch. Similarly, we can understand how this applies to the Yidin. Both the name Shvatim and the name Matis represent the fact that Neshamas Yisrael stem from a tree. From Elokus, obviously from the godly tree. From Ilana de Leila, the tree of above. Shvatim, which we said is the soft branch, the one that's still connected to the tree, represents the Neshama that is still connected in a revealed way with Elokus, with godliness. As it is totally connected to the tree of above. In a more general sense, this represents the neshama as it is still in the upper realms. Standing in a complete and a constant bittle and devotion and connection to Lukus. That's Shevet, that's Shvatim. However, this represents the Yid as he is not openly connected to his source. As his Nitnik in Begolis, is not so clear their connection to Elokus. In a more general sense, this refers to the Neshama once it makes its descent into this world, when it is enclosed in a body, in an animal soul. When it comes down into, when it descends into a body, into a Nefesh this makes it more physical. It's as if it is severed from the tree above, from the tree, from the from the Ilana de Leil. So you have Shvatim that, re- that represent the disconnect. Sorry, Shvatim represents the connection, which is the Neshama the way it is uh, before it comes down into this world. And then you have Matais, which represents disconnect, which is the Neshama the way it comes down into this world, which because of that, it becomes somewhat disconnected from from Elokos. So now, let's, let's, so this is, this is Shvatim and Matos as, as they describe Yidin. Now, how does it apply to the Parsha? So now, as a Parsha, Matis is talking about the Neshama, the way it comes down into this world, and somewhat separates itself from its source. However, the name Masi, which represents a journey where you're going away from from the point of origin, and you're coming to a new, higher place, in this case, Eretz Yisrael, this represents the journey of the Neshama, that is the ascent that the Neshama is able to accomplish because it came down in this world in a place of Matis. Matis is the descent, and Masi is the ascent that comes after the descent. Which means because of its yirida, because of its descent into this world, it therefore is able to have an aliyah afterwards, a masay. 
The Nishama Kedemayiri, the Rebbe explains this now. The Nishama Kedemayiri, the Vedangalu from Aymit. Before the Nishama comes down into this world, is referred to as an Aymit. As Aymit Malachim is similar to the Malachim. Aymit means that they're stationary, they're stagnant. But Amir Abed, the Navas Hashem, Yiris Hashem is within the Vagbala because he only serves Hashem in a very limited way. Even when it ascends to the next level, it's not symbolize a total departure from the previous level. It's still called Amida, it's still called stationary because the growth is so incremental. This, by the way, this is also explained at length in the Sicha of Masa and Chelik of Gimel, which we are also learning this week. But because the neshama comes down into this goof, into the goof, in the beginning of matos, which is the idea of matos, the breakaway from the heavenly realms, in order to come down into this world, and because of the goof and avshabamis, and with the goof and avshabamis, the neshama is able to fulfill tero mitzvahs, which is the wisdom and will of the eibister. Then she reaches a whole new level, way beyond the place where it was even before it came down. It came, it was up in a, in, a, in a higher place. It came down into this world, but then it is able to rise above, higher to where it originally originally came from. That's the idea of Masay. Oh, so in short, I'm sorry for jumping ahead. In short, you have, Matos represents the avoid of coming down into this world. Masi is the schar, the reward, the consequence that when a person comes down into this world and does his avoid, even though he has to separate from Elokos, but nevertheless, he gains a much greater aliyah. In Sif Hei, the Rebbe is going to say that really both the schar, both the avoid and the schar, the journey of the soul, and the consequence, the reward of the soul is symbolized in both matos and masse individually. Not only is matos the yirida and masse the aliyah, matos the avoida and masse the schar, but in addition to that, both avoida and schar are seen in matos, and both schar and both avoida and schar are seen in masse. So, in a general sense, this is how we, that the, the descent of the Nishama, the journey of the Nishama into this world, is seen in Parshas Matos, and the Schar Valiyah is in Parshas Masay. The more on a more specific level, Isai in Matos, Unsai in Masay, both in Masay, and in, in Matos, and in Masay individually, both the descent of the Nishama, as well as the Aveda of the Nishama, and its reward is all seen both in Matos and both in Masay. The Hardkeit und Starkeit von Matos. So we said that matois is the stick that's already severed from the tree, and therefore it's hard and stiff. So we, and we said this refers to the disconnect of the neshama when it comes down into this world. So the Rebbe now says, It's not just representing the disconnect of the neshama of Melakus because it's in this world. This, this hardness, this this. Stiffness, stiffness is not the right word here, but this strength is something that is seen not just as a disconnect 
from the Lakus, but also as an imp, as an implement of the Aveda of the Neshama in this world. In order to overcome the distractions of the Gufa Nevesabamas, but Lachas Kama from Vel, certainly the distractions of the world, you have to stand strong and firm, like the str- like the strength of a hard stick. To not be affected and to overcome all of the challenges and the concealments. And when a yid does that, when a yid does his aveda with the strength, without being affected, then also his schar is on a level of mata of strength. As Kumtsu in the Neshama take a Chesek from the Mesheres Neshama, the Neshama gains a strength from its original source. From a son Sheba Neshama, this is a, 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 a level discussed in Chesedus. Eisam means strength from the strength of the Neshama. Noch Mervi the Neshama got Beisis Gan Lamalav Chenashevet, which is even more than it had when it was a Shevet. When it was a Shevet, it was connected, but it didn't have the take of the Neshama. It didn't need it. Was connected, but when it comes to this world and it feels a disconnect, and then it, it it harnesses all of its strength to be able to to not be affected by the descent and to and to climb ever higher, then this forces it to bring out the essence of the neshama, and this is the schar valia. So in matos itself, you have the matos, the strength of the neshama, as it works to, to overcome the gufiyets, the the. And then you have the schar also mata, the isgalus, the revelation of takif the neshama of Eisnashiv and neshama. The Alderich says this ultimate was a masay. We also see both of these things in masay. Masay, Lashon Rab Mizich Menames after masay neshama melmaila lamata. Masay, there's various different journeys. So this doesn't just refer to the neshama going up after being in this world. It can also refer to the neshama coming down into this world in Elamazah. Tosfos says, "Darv zayin by the midin the matter the avedu derech maso and aliyah from darget to darget." And then in this world, he has to constantly journey from level to level, hecher un hecher higher and higher. So that's that's masay. Masay refers to the journey of the neshama in this world as it goes through this world, attaining level after level. Un eich the schar was the neshama bakumt durch them, and also the schar the neshama receives is masay as the ili a neshama is an eifu funiluch. Also, the reward, the consequence, is that the neshama is able to go higher and higher on the level of masay. So we see both in matos. We see the idea of the aveda of the neshama and the, the schar of the neshama, as well as in masay. Masay means the journey of the neshama down into this world, and then to constantly go higher and higher within this world. And the schar that the neshama reaches higher than it was when it started out, on the, in a level of hiluch, which, as we explained, means the einaruch. In Sivav, we're going to connect this to Bein HaMetzarim by saying that this journey that we're talking about, the Neshama, is also a collective journey that we have as Yidin in Golos and the work, and, and we're working towards the Geula. According to this, we'll understand the connection of Matis Masei to Bein HaMetzarim. That which we explained before, that when the Neshama comes down into this world, it has to use all of its strength to do its avayda, to do its work, to do its mission. Similarly, the schar that comes afterwards is be'ikir. 
It's not just because the neshama came down. The fact that there's so much work necessary and the schar that comes afterwards is not just because the neshama came down. But specifically because the yirid is in galus in the inyan for ben which is the idea of ben That's why the taikif is needed so much. And when you need the taikif, the strength of the neshama, this draws down the taikif of the neshama. So the galus plays a very important aspect, and the Rebbe explains. In the time of the Mesamikdash, when there were miracles that were happening to the Yidin of the Mesamikdash, Yidin could see and experience a Lukus in a revealed way. They stood in a state of Bittu and total devotion to the Ebishter. They came to see, they came to be seen. There was a two way connection with the Ebishter. And therefore, they served Hashem with Ava and Yidin. Even though the neshama was coming down into this world, nevertheless, you can't say that this separated them from the tree of above. Because they have a lukus begoli. Everything is working. The, the, the most we can say is that they were like a shevet, which we said earlier in the sicha. Shevet means when it's still connected with the tree. So they didn't need this inner strength, this unique strength, to be able to fulfill Tehru Mitzvahs. So if you weren't using the inner strength of the Neshama, you weren't revealing the essence of the Neshama. So in the time of the Mikdash, you couldn't really have this advantage that we just spoke about in Matis and Masse, that the takeoff of the Neshama, working the takeoff of the Neshama, brings out But in Golos, when Elokos is not seen and not experienced, the way it was in the time of the Mikdash, there's so many distractions, so many challenges on Elokos. Therefore, Yidin are in a state of Matis, they're disconnected. You can't see. I, I, I have to correct myself. I say disconnected. And the Rebbe, of course, says you can't see the connection. Of course, the Yid is never disconnected. Therefore, they have to bring out within themselves, reveal within themselves this very strong, unique strength to be able to overcome all of the challenges and the distractions of Tehru Mitzvahs. Especially if you want to transform the dark darkness of Golos to light and therefore, therefore is demult in the of Matis. So therefore in Golos, the schar is also on a level of Matis. As the take for Netzim and Neshama ever done is Gala Mervi Bizman Abayis. Umvi Be'ez Ti Neshama is Lamayla. That the strength of the Neshama is revealed more than it was in the time of the Beis Mikdash and more than it was before the Neshama came down into this world. Un Neifim for Masay in Yinalicha in the Neshama and in a level of Masay. That it's constantly going and constantly growing. Also, these other things that we said about Masay, that Masay means the Yudhishamalamata, the Aved of the Nishama to go from Darga to Darga. It needs to needs to work much harder. And therefore the Masay that comes after it, the the Halicha Mikhail is also on a different level. So now we understand the connection of Matis and Masay to Benamitsar. Matis and Masi are teaching us the journey of the Neshama Lamata. And the fact that a person can utilize their take of their strength and the schar for this is take of Shiva Neshama. So if a person, we'll see this later in the Sikha more, but, but if a person is struggling, in how do I live with this? How do I, how do, I do this? You should know that you have a take of Shiva Neshama and you could use your strength to overcome the Golos. 
In Sif Zion, the Rebbe is now going to explain Matis and Masai Mechubaris. This is so far Matis, is Matis, Masis, is Masai. Not only does Matis not mean the Schar, uh, the, the Avoida, and Masai mean the Schar, but there's both within each Parsha. So technically, you can have each Parsha separate. In, Parsha, in, in Sif Zion, the Rebbe is going to explain the connection of Matis and Masai. The, and the Rebbe is going to explain that when they're together, there's an extra kayach for each of these things that we discussed. And in truth, I actually made a chart on this because um, it was a little bit difficult to see to, to, to see exactly how the, everything fits into the right boxes. So when you lay it out on a piece of paper, it sometimes helps. In other words, so far we said three things. We said the Yeridus and Neshama, Lemato. So there's the Avoida of the Neshama coming down the Mata. Matos is the, is the Avoida and Masi is the Schar. Then we spoke about, then we spoke about how you see Matos and Masi in each one. And we spoke about the Teikif of the Neshama. And then there's a third level as it connects to Ben Amitzarim. Which is also, you know, the Teikif of Neshama. But the Teikif of Neshama, the way it is in Golas. So the Rebbe is going to bring three things over here that are consistent with these three things that we discussed uh, previously with regards to Matis and Masai, even when they're not Everything up until here is, applies even when Matis and Masai are separated. But most of the years, Matis and Masai are together. This adds an extra lesson and an extra boost of strength. The fact that Matis and Masai help one another. That there's a special strength that the Avedah should reach higher and that it should come easier. As you'll see, there was two issues. One was that it's difficult. In the Avedah, the Avedah is difficult. So the Avedah comes easier. And the outcome is that, the, that, that you can reach higher, so the Avedah will go higher. Number one. In the meaning for Matis, in the Yerida in Zbanagolos, the first thing we spoke about is Matis represents the Yerida into Golos or into the Gufan of Shabamis. I don't think the Rebbe at this point is Medayik anymore, specifically um, um, the Yerida in Shabamis in general or the Yerida in Golos. The idea is, is that there's a, Matis represents the Yerida. Is Mudgush Adas is Masse. But now we're combining them. So the idea is that in Matis, you see Masse. That what? As does that Abishter, as they give fear that the Abishter. Abishter uh, led it to be this way. Just like the journeys in the Midbar that were by the words of Hashem. Hashem instructed when they should go, when they should not go. So too, when the Neshama comes out into this world, he knows that this is from the Abishter. It gives a special encouragement and an extra strength. So a person thinks that it happened by chance. He landed here. This is very, very uh, uh, confusing. But if a person knows that the Abister put him here, this, this encourages them that, and, and gives them the ability to know that they can overcome it. Similarly, we said about the Aveda of Matis, which is in this world. When the person comes down into this world, they have to, they have to uh, uh, grow and, and overcome the Guf and Nefesh Abamis. But now let's combine it with Masik. 
we have the Kayak from Taira, as in Yedir Ini Vazaitut Vavaidase, that every element, every part of a Yidzavaida, Bismana Golus, Zozain, they're taken from Matais and Rafa from Masai. You should have the strength of Matais, but in the level of Masai, Ili Achadili, in them take it from Matais. Not only Masai means that there's after the takeif comes an Aliyah of the Nishama, but even in the takeif itself, the takeif should grow and should intensify, get stronger and stronger and stronger to be able to overcome the challenges of this world. So the Yerida into this world is from the Abishter. And therefore, and therefore, this is very, very encouraging. When we come down into this world and we try to do our Aveda, we have to know that the takif that we're using has a Masai in it, that the takif itself can grow and grow. Similarly, when it comes to the third level of Matis, third idea of Matis, which was the takif of the Neshama, the strength of the Neshama, that is revealed through the takif in the Aveda. The takif of the neshama, which was matos, is in a way of masay, which means that the person reaches higher and higher within the takif of his neshama. Before we said the takif of the Aveda is higher and higher, now we're saying the takif of the Neshama is higher and higher. And the Rebbe explains. But in the takif of the Neshama is the actual takif of the Neshama is, is limited, it's finite, it's a nivra, it's created by Hashem. If it's a creation, then it's limited. But when a person serves Hashem properly, completely, in a manner of matis and zmanagolos, that he holds himself strong to do his avaydeh. The neshama goes higher even than that. So he goes higher and higher in the infinite malka Till he becomes one with the body of the king. The neshama becomes one with atzmos. This is only possible... Uh, when you go higher than the takif of the neshama. So the, the, the matos, which represents the schar of takif and neshama, this is reached in a way that it goes higher than takif and neshama. Masi. Aliyah bein So that way, it could become one with the abish there and not be mugbu. Ulidach is their masi, the schar of alichi and the neshama nit in an Anders man, and there's another aspect where you put Matis and Masai together over here. The Masai, which we said was the Schar Valicha, until now we were saying that first you have Matis the Avoida, and then you have the Schar afterwards. He says, no, when Matis and Masai come together, it tells us that the Schar doesn't come at a later time. It comes at the same time. While the Yid is in this world, struggling, fighting, overcoming, he already has the Halicha and the Aliyah, the ascent. And the, the, the attainment of the highest levels. So this is uh, the, the uftu of Matis and Masai. That Matis and Masai intensify, when they're come with Mechubaris, they intensify these messages. The Yerida is Alpi Hashem. The Avoida is with, a, the Taikif has a Masai in it. It has a, Ilui Achar Ilui in the Taikif, in the strength. And also the takif on neshama that the neshama reaches is beyond, is beyond the, uh, the, the it goes higher than the takif of etzma neshama, it goes to, to become chadim atzmas. In Sivchas, we're going to talk about parshas pinchas. We said, you also have the mile of having pinchas in 
the Bein HaMetzorim. How, how does that help us? And the Rebbe is going to explain that a person is going to ask that seemingly, seemingly these things seem impossible. The, 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 uh, to constantly be and serve Hashem in a state of takif. And to be able to reach the takif and neshama, these are two, two, two heavy things. Is it really truly possible? And Pinchas is going to be the proof. And therefore the Nesinus Kayach, that this is, possible, this is doable. A piece of understand the connection between these two things. That specifically when matas and are combined, we read and learn pinchas in the three weeks. And sometimes also bolok. Seemingly, you can ask a question. How could you demand from a yid that in every station in life he should stand with that inner strength of matters? There's various different situations in a person's journeys through life. Ups and downs. They can even be extreme. So how can you expect someone to be consistently in a state of takif? In the Sicha of Parshas Masay, Aleph, and Chedek of Gimel, which we're also learning this week, the Rebbe refers to a Teres of Hashemtev, brought in the Degel Machin Ephraim, that the Membeis Masois represent the various different journeys through life, and some of them, the Yidin messed up, and some of them would actually represent a Yiridah, even though Be'etzem, each station is, is, is an Aliyah, but if a person doesn't use it right, it could be a Yiridah. So how can you ask a person to constantly be in a state of takif? If you're at, at a masa, at a journey that you're going out of Mitzrayim, which was with the upstretched arm of the Yebishter in front of the whole Mitzrayim, or the journey that took them to Midbar Sinai, in that kind of situation, you're experiencing this unbelievable thing. You can say, okay, I need you to be strong here. I need you to utilize that strength that you have. How can you require or demand this level of strength? When he's holding Merisma, Merisma was one of the Membeis Masois. Which Nashi tells us was named Risma because of the Lashnara that the Meraglim told. This was a downer. Or in the stop that was called Avel Hashitim. This is where the Yidin sinned with Baal Pe'er, with, uh, with, with an idol. So over here, the Yidin are in their down. How could you demand from them a toikif? You want them to be strong. They're, they're, they're going through a hard time, spiritually. And for this comes the answer, Pinchas. If his strength comes from within himself, since a person is limited, so his takeif is limited. You can't expect him to have a takeif in every single masa. But if he is uh, has the strength of Pinchas, who Pinchas was zealous for the Abishter, he placed himself in a dangerous situation of Mesiris Nefesh in front of everyone. Then Bamidin is when a yid has the foundation of Mesiris Nefesh, he goes out of his own box, then it doesn't matter where he's holding in life. He could implement the Abish's commandment with the same strength. If it's about me, then if I feel strong, I'm strong. If I don't feel strong, I'm not strong. But if I'm talking about Mesiris Nefesh, that I'm going out of my own, my own existence. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for the Abishter. 
Then who cares what's going on in my life? That I can harness that takev because I'm above my own situation. And from this we can understand that the ultimate connection, the combination, combining of Matis and Masai, it only really works when you're laying Parshas, or not only really works, it, it works best when you're reading Parshas Pinchas in that time. Especially in the Kvius, like the year of the Sikha was printed, where we read not only about the, this, the reward for Pinchas, in that year, Shabbos Shivas was, was Parshas Balak. So we read about Pinchas' actual deed in the Parsha and then the Balak. So because we, if we have Pinchas, and especially if we have Balak, that is the ultimate Kayach. Because it is Pinchas' Aveda that, that uh, helps us to combine Matis and Masi. And in Siftes, we're going to go to the next Indian. In Siftes, we're going to go to the next Indian, which is the fact of the Tekif Hanashama, that we could reveal Tekif Hanashama. We're going to ask, how can we do so? And we're going to answer that Pinchas is our strength. Similarly, when we talk about the schar, how could the neshama, especially when it's still in Golos, reach a level of Masai, reach the takif neshama that is higher than the neshama the way it is Lamaila, like we said before. In the last paragraph of Sif Zayin, we said that this this taikif, this chadim atzmos, it comes down into matos, into the neshama who's down, who, who's living in this world. So how could you expect the neshama to reach such a high level uh, uh, when it's coming from Golos, and that it should already start working while it's still in this world? When we talk about the schar of Bechom which means going out of your gvul, which is the schar of that the neshama can reach when it's in this world, especially if it's a golus, as it says that they, they attain this, they could see it in their death, which means that after they complete the Aveda to transform and to, 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 to uh, uh, change the Gruf and Abbas then you could see this Schar of Bechom you could reach this Bleakvul of Anit but during their lifetime, it's not possible. So the same thing we can ask over here, how could you say that while the person is living in this world, struggling, going through the Aveda in, 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 in Golos, he could reach the take it from the Shamash that's one with Atmos. Is Echav Der the Emperor Parshas Pinchas? And also for this question, the answer is Pinchas. Which is read before Matis Masai, but in the Bena Matsarim. Thus his Kozbander mentions Eved Hashem Mitzat Mitzias, if the person is serving Hashem from his own Mitzias. Then I feel the Aved is in the Hechstam Adregis, even if he reaches the highest levels. Gate and it adores from Zich from the Akbals from Anidri does not go out of the limitations of being a creation. But if he is in a state of total Mesidus Nefesh, he is going against nature. Then he goes out of the parameters of being a creation. Even outside of the parameters of the Neshama, as it is in its source of sources. Because the Neshama is 
at the end of the day of creation. But if he, he is going out of his box, he is going out of the Geder Nivra, then the Neshama can become one. This also has an effect on the Gufan of Sabamis. If a person is on such a high level that he is able to uh, 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 go out of his own, his own parameters, of his own box, then this actually affects and totally refines the guf the nefesh abamis. When the fire came, but the neshama ich beguf dolamato bezmanagolos the head vendi aliyah alich bligvul masay. Then it's possible for the neshama, even in this world, to appreciate to experience the the uh, the uh, infinite aliyah uh, to 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 vast the neshama kum to aliyday avidasa, which the neshama could reach through its avid. So. If you look at it in a chart form, you had, um, um, there, there was three aspects. There was the Yerida, there was the Aveda, there was the Schar. The, uh, the, in Parashas Pinchas, he talks about the Yerida, he talks about the Schar. Uh, sorry, the Aveda and the Schar, that each one we asked, how is it possible to do this Aveda? How is it possible to reach, take it for the Neshama? And the answer is Pinchas, Mesiris Nefesh. When a person goes beyond his own, his own Hagbalas, then, then he's able to, to, to experience the Takif, Ha'Aveda, beyond, beyond, and he's also able to reach the, the highest of levels. In Sif Yud, the Rebbe is going to talk about Parshas Balak and the fact that Shabbos is Shabbos Shabbos. First, he's going to talk about Shabbos being Shabbos Shabbos and also Tishabab in that case and then he's going to talk about Parshas Balak that's being read on that Parshas. Another thing we mentioned earlier that is unique about, about Matas Masi being together is the fact that some, some years, the first day of the Beit HaMetzadim, which is Shavasar Batamuz, is on Shabbos. Let's understand why this is unique and how this connects to our previous explanation with regards to the combining of Matas and Masi. The Rikir Kavanov in Yiddish Neshama Lamata Bechlalu Bechrapas Managolos Bechines Matas is with the Alter Rebbe Zokhtin Tadye as a Neshama Atzma in the Sirich Hatikun Klal nor Yorda of Misakin Zayin Dem Gufen of Shabamis un Chelka HaShayich Lo Meklalos in the Mazah. The ultimate purpose of why the Neshama came down, came down to this world is not for itself. The, the, the Neshama itself does not need to be rectified. But it came down to rectify the Guf, the Nef Shabamis and its portion of this world. If we understand that the primary Aveda with the strength that we said before of Matis, similarly the Schar that we spoke about before, is not nor in them was the Neshama Zich Mizgabar after Allah Alamis Vestin from Gufan of Sabamis, and after Cheshach Agolos in the Neshama Tut. Not only the fact that the Neshama is continuing to operate despite the fact that there's distractions from the Gufan of Sabamis, the ultimate goal of the neshama, and where do you see the matis, and where do you see the masi? Where is, is it necessary for the neshama to work so hard, and where is the where is the reward? Not so much when the neshama does its thing to overcome the gufa nefesh abamis, but when when the when the neshama comes and changes and transforms the nefesh abamis, and it changes and it affects the the, the, the world and the galus. The fact that the Neshama has strength, the fact that the Neshama gets stronger when it's challenged by the Nefesh Abamis, that's not such a novelty. 
The neshama is batsim alukus, or not batsim tanning alukus. The neshama inherently is a piece of Hashem, and it has an enjoyment of alukus. The neighbor tutzich durch dem nit uf the shleim is taken eifin from alicha vali and not so smamish. So therefore, this is not the ultimate journey. This is not the ultimate reward for the neshama to just do it, do its own thing in this world, despite the challenges. That's not it, because the neshama itself is alukus. Of course, the neshama can do what it does. But if you use this strength to change and to transform the Nefesh Abamis, now you're going against its nature. This way the Nefesh Abamis loses its entire form. Especially if you're transforming the darkness of Golos. This Changes. This gives the nefesh, the nefesh alikis a whole new type, a whole complete type of of aliyah on an infinite level, on a level of infinity. Even higher than the meidah nefesh alikis. This, as we said earlier, makes the neshama one with the Abishter. This was just an intro. This sif yud was an intro to yudalif. Now, 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 based on this, we'll understand. Why Shabbos is so important. And this is going to connect a little bit to what we said in the beginning of the Sikha, that Shabbos is a Rafu Alamaka. Shabbos is a Bena Matsarim. But in order to explain that, we have to understand what really is the, is the goal here. The, not the goal that Neshama should do its thing and ignore uh, or overcome the challenges of the Gufa Nefeshabamis, but the Uftu of the Neshama is, and when does it reach the ultimate Shleimus HaAveda and the Shleimus HaTaykif of the Neshama, that it's able to be elevated all the way to become one with Atmos, Dafke, when it it changes, it transforms the Nefshabamis and the Golos and, and the world. According to this, we'll understand why it's so incredible and why what, what kind of achievement we can accomplish when Shabbos is Shabbos. The whole purpose of the Benamitzarim is to transform the morning into joy, into jubilation. The days of the Tainus should be transformed to joy. The Rebbe adds in the brackets, very, very interesting, very beautiful. This is, is hinted in the fact that the Abishter shows Yirmiya an almond branch. He was hinting to Yirmiya that I am hastening to do this. The Abishta is forewarning that there's going to be a Golos, and which is a negative thing, of course. And he's showing him, he's using an almond branch because of the word shokid, which means shakidani, I'm, I'm rushing to do this. But does it be Chazal Zagin? A remez after Chaval of Yem from Menem Tzorim. Punkt Vidi Brief und Shkedim. Shemishas Chanitosay Agmar Bishuli Esam Echad Yem. Chazal tell us that there's a remez here to. To uh, uh, um, the 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 the, shkate, the over here, a shaket from the time that it buds until the time that it's fully ripe is twenty one days. So the twenty one days are hinted in the twenty one days of the three weeks from Shabbos to Tammuz till till Tishavav. What's the message? Because is hinting to us that not only is there the opposite of good, the gullus that he was telling Yirmiya about, but really there's something that is the outcome. The goal of it, as 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 there should be a, a, a an almond branch, but for the positive in As Al explains with regards to the to the stick of iron, that that the, the, the iron staff that grew on it 
almonds. As the time therefore is valdos, but vice of the mehudus will take of ashpal lamato because the Alter Rebbe says that this represents the fact that the 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 the, the, the speed and the strength of the abister's hashpal that the abister gives to this world. So you have makel shaki that starts out as a negative thing. The abister is telling Yirmi about galus, but it gets transformed into a makel shaki lemal yusa that the abister hurries hastens down the assistance from above. So you see a, a, a remiss to the fact that the Bainam and Sodom is about transformation, taking the negative and transforming it to the positive. Postpones the fast day. Not only is it, not only is the Fast day transformed, but also it's a mitzvah. Uh, 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 even if it's not Shabbos, it's still a mitzvah. Even if it's not Shabbos Betamos, it's just one of the days of Ben Amitzarim. It's still a mitzvah to rejoice in it and to take pleasure in it. So Shabbos is the idea of transformation. Especially since that is the message of Shabbos. In general, why is the Shabbos called Shabbos? Because it gets rid of the Mazikim. We had a Sikha on this a few weeks ago. The Shabbos gets rid of the Mazikim, of the destructive forces of the world. And the Tzimach explains that not only we get rid of them, but we actually transform them to the good. We ta- this was discussed in that Sikha. And similarly, we saw this on the very first Shabbos. It actually happened in the physical world. That the sun remained, remained, remained shining for 36 hours. Even Friday night of that very first Shabbos was light. Because Shabbos transformed darkness into light. Shabbos in its complete form it reveals the idea of transformation for the Ben Amitzarim. Because the whole idea of Shabbos is to transform darkness into light. That the darkness should shine like light, like the day. This is the opposite of Golos. Golos takes day and makes it into night. And Shabbos makes night and takes it and makes it into day. This accomplishes the idea of, of bringing the cure before the illness. Right at the beginning of it's transforming these days into into light, into and this makes it easier for the person to do his Aveda during these days. The Aveda of Matas and Masi, both Matas and Masi, the journey of the Nishama and the and the ascent of the Nishama afterwards, and as they come together, Kinal has explained at length in the Sikha, when we transform the Nefesh Abamis while it's still in Golos. So not only is Pinchas, Parshas Pinchas, teach us the idea of Mesidus Nefesh, that gives us a care for the Aveda in Beit HaMetzarim, but the idea that the first day is Shabbos, is even, highlights this even more, because Shabbos is Ishapcha, and the whole Ben HaMetzarim begins with Ishapcha, which is the goal of Ben HaMetzarim, to transform Golos into Gula. And Yud Yud Beis, we're going to go to, we're going to see this in Bolak as well. When Shiva Asr was on Shabbos, we read Parshas Balak. Which the whole main, the main theme of Balak are the blessings of Bilam. That the Brachas that came from Bilam was a transformation. It started out as a curse and it turned out to be a blessing. 
was the roof to Dubai is given, and what was why was it such a major accomplishment? Not only that the, 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 the curse was transformed to blessing, nor was thus is given, but is that Luma Zephamisha. It came through Bilam. Bilam is the opposite of Maisha. This is the Tachan Sayyid Bechavim Kedusha. Bilam is the polar opposite of holiness. He is the, 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 the anti to Maisha. Nochmer, the Siyavans and Nevoah is given the Gnei Achas The conclusion of Bilam's prophecy is about the times of Mashiach. So we see in Balak the very end of the Golos. In Barzah's Balak, you see the Nevoah of Bilam that was transformed the Bracha, the Klala into Bracha, and prophesied about the Geula, which is the, which is the antidote to Bainam Mitzarim. When we bring all these together, the Matis and Asi are together. Especially when the first day of This hastens even faster. The the transformation of these days to Sassam and Simcha, as from the Makal Shokids, Lovan and Shkid, the Teva, from the, from the, uh, the almond branch that was sent to Yirmi, that was given to Yirmiya, it should be a hastening for the good, Shkidas Hagaula, as the Zayn, the Shokadati, Lahachnis, Bonai, let it tell me, Yad, I'm rushing to bring my children into Israel, Bishaitachada, Brigachada, so Zayn, the Geula, the Mashiach, the Kainal, Matme Sarat Vachim, in one moment, should be the Geula through Mashiach, the Mata, Measarat Vachim.